listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Paul Vogue with Cuba, America's Top Dog. I am your host, Bob Shaughnessy, and Cuba is very excited to have a special guest today. He likes her so much, every time he sees her, he tries to get on her lap. Well, who could blame him? Our special guest today is Lauren Collier, meteorologist and host of Pet Talk with Lauren Collier, the TV show which is in Connecticut. Today, Lauren will also have Aniko, which is one of Cuba's fellow pup scouts, and they will be joining us right after these words from our sponsors. It's time for a walk down Fifth Avenue, of course. We'll be right back after we do a little shopping. Your dog digs a hole under your fence, and the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. Welcome back to our Paw Talk Show. And with us now is Lauren and Aniko. Lauren, thanks so much for joining us today. So happy to be with you, Bob. I know. It's like old times. <laughs> it's like old times, right? I'm usually on your side, but now I'm on the other <laughs> side. I'm on the couch like you usually are when you come on the show. And by the way, we love having you. Love, uh, Paul you. It's thank so you. fabulous. I want to introduce you to the listeners that may not know you. Lauren started her career as a morning host for a show in Colorado after she graduated with her MBA in broadcast journalism from Boston University. She went on to host reporting and anchoring TV shows in Iowa, Long Island, New Jersey, New York, and now Connecticut. After winning numerous awards, Lauren returned to school to pursue a childhood dream to become a meteorologist in 1998. We'll have to talk about that. Today, Lauren is a meteorologist for Channel 12 in Connecticut, plus the host of Pet Talk with Lauren Collier. Lauren, how'd I do? You did good. (laughs) Yes, it sounds like a very long career and and changing too, but that's what I love about it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I'll let you introduce Aniko because you know her much better than I do. Yeah. Oh, my baby? Yes. My beautiful Anoki? Yes. Anoki. I I always say it wrong too. Anoki. Everybody does, you know, because actually, Bob, she's named after a Japanese mushroom and uh, my family names all of our dogs after mushrooms because my mother and my brothers are big into mushrooming. So um, the kind you eat, of course. You know, I looked <laughs> up online and I said, she can't be named after a mushroom. <laughs> yeah, she's named after a mushroom. We've had a chanterelle. We've had a shiitake. So now we have our Anoki. And actually, Anoki came to me from British Columbia. She was born on a farm there. And she flew in to JFK Airport. And the funny thing was, when I went to pick her up, the baggage handlers, like everybody was around her because they said, what is this, a little bear? They like loved her. So she had a long way here uh, to live with me uh, in New York. So I really, I adore her and I adore the breed. And what breed is she? 
She's a Bouvier de Flander, and they are from uh, France, and they were almost wiped out uh, during the World War II. Hitler wanted to decimate all of them, and a couple got by because one of the jobs they did was they would uh, go behind enemy lines and uh, help uh, the soldiers and bring notes. And uh, many people might recognize them because there are some famous pictures of Bouvier's carting with a cart behind them, a milk cart or kids in the cart. Oh, uh, so that, yes. that's sort of an image a lot of people have. But the Bouviers that are in Europe don't have their ears cropped, which Enoki doesn't have, or their tails docked, which Enoki does have. Uh, so she's a, sort of a combination. <laughs> uh, she is adorable. We have some photos for our listeners to look at if they go to the pawtalkshow.com, episode 21. And why don't we look at some of the photos? So let's see. The first photo we have is your favorite photo. And she's oh, in the snow. <laughs> I love that. Love. She loves the snow. She's from British Columbia. And that's just one of my favorite because it captures her little pink tongue. And of course, she always wears a bandana or something. But she loved, She didn't have her Pug Scout uniform at that time. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> she just loves the snow, loves to roll in it. And she, I like her when she's shaggy like this. Um, you know, this is sort of pre-cut. I was just going to say, she's so similar to the Havanese in a way, but it's kept 20 times bigger. Well, and her and Cuba are together, they sort of get related. I know, and Havanese are you know, almost extinct because of Castro. He tried to get rid right. of the wall. And then Cuba loves the snow. It's his favorite thing in the world. Absolutely. And, and, and they're both unusual breeds, and it, it's kind of fun having a breed that's a little bit different because yes. there aren't that many, which sometimes you're surprised, but you're happy because you don't want anybody to have a secret of your wonderful dog. Um, <laughs> Right, um, right. But unfortunately, Havanese have become too popular. <laughs> they, they become more and more. Bouvier's not as much. I don't understand why they don't shed. They're great guard dogs. They're not jumpy. They're very smart. But I think maybe partially the size. And Anoki is the biggest Bouvier I've ever had. She's got 125 pounds, which you know, because <laughs> we had to get a special Pub Scout uniform made for her. The next picture we have is actually your first kiss at JFK, isn't it? Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, that is when we first met. And again, she flew here, which I was afraid of, but I had never really met her. And I had just lost my other two Bouviers. And I was at a place where I said, I must, I must get another. And there she was. And that was the first day and the first kiss. I love it first sight, I like to say, Bob. How old is she there? There, she's about, I think, five months old. Five months. I think so. Three to five. Yeah, I think about four or five. Yeah. She's going to turn six in August. So she's oh. a big six. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. And then we have a couple more photos of her in the snow. And then we have her at her first Pup Scout meeting. Now, that was great. Uh, we love was... that. We, we really love that. She was so adorable. Oh, and it's so funny because uh, hopefully your viewers will look at that because you can see that everybody else is on the bench <laughs> and Anoki is on the ground. And um, what's just so funny is if she would have gone on the bench, they probably would have cleared it. But I think it was really a success. And what was great is they all got along. And she did have a little crush on Cuba, though. I have to tell you that, Bob. She well, liked you know, him. I don't know if I ever told you the story about, you know, Cuba's actually afraid of big dogs because when he was a pup, a black Great Dane thought he was a toy and picked him up and started oh, tossing him. Yikes. So that yikes. was a scary situation. But he wasn't afraid of her until Cuba was on your lap and she gave him a look and he got off. <laughs> and then he was like, see you later. But at least he knew his place. But, you know, that's like, that's a good man for you. That's what I'll say. <laughs> uh. 
But I think it was pretty much so everybody else got along. A couple of the Pub Scouts were a teeny bit scared, but then they all came around. So uh, it was just a great experience. And I hope that your viewers in New York will join our Pub Scout group because it's, it's so much fun. And also, all sizes can join. Anoki just happens to be the only plus size one for now. Do you know, we actually have, I think, six or seven cities has opened up troops since we've been on your show. Well, really? Yes, it's been, um, I think the last two opened were Tampa and Hollywood, yeah, California. Wonderful. That's <laughs> yes. so wonderful. It's great for owners and for dogs. I love it. And when you guys came on to Pet Talk and we did a segment with you, Bob, about the Pub Scouts and Susan, and it was just, I had such wonderful viewer response. People just loved it. It's fun. And it's also, the activities are for a good cause, donating so much yes. money back to Animal Rescue. And that's what really it's all about. And if you move down the webpage, you'll also find a link to the Pup Scout website. So if anyone wants to join, that's how you do it. It's a must. Such oh, yeah, it's, fun. It is and a it's fun, fun when people say, Pup Scout? Cub Scout? I said, no, it's a Pup Scout. My daughter's a Pup Scout. And her uniform was a unique, extra large. Her uniform extra, extra, was extra unique. It, it took a lot of uh, drafts to get through it, but it's perfect fit and Beth did a wonderful job. And you know what? It's funny because my brothers were saying, oh, no, she's not going to want to wear it. But the second she put it on, she loved it. It struck around <laughs> and um, really enjoys it. And she's waiting for her hat, by the way. Oh, who's making that? I know that Mary is, is, is setting it up for us. Oh, okay. So I'm just, uh, wait, I have to measure her head and um, then we'll be set. <laughs> well, let's get back to your dream of becoming a meteorologist, which you fulfilled. How did that happen? Well, you know, it's funny. I had started out in news. I started out in Colorado, which I loved. I was a news anchor for many years across the country, as you mentioned. I also did some reporting, hosted a bunch of shows. And then I started news, started to get a little, I said, I'm a little bored. Maybe there's something else I can do. And I've always loved weather. And um, I went back to school and happened to get a job right away. And I've been at News 12 doing the weather on the weekends ever since. Of course, lately, the weather has been so crazy that I have to stay home a lot, Bob. <laughs> people are not, luckily, people have short attention spans. That's what I always say. But it's very challenging. And again, the past few years, I have covered everything from major snowstorms, you know, to Sandy, a hurricane. Who would have thought here on the East Coast, a hurricane? I mean, we get nor'easters all the time and such a bad one at that, and still feeling the effects. Also, a couple of twisters. I mean, when I was living in the That's Midwest, right. Indiana and Iowa, that was something that we dealt with. But here, uh, so weather weather patterns are, are, are different, definitely different. As I told you, I'm friends with Sam Champion, and one day I did go to the ABC studios to just see what he did at work. And I was fascinated by how he gathers information from all different forecasts, and then he, I guess you do the same thing. You make your own prediction. Yeah, we make our own predictions. We have models that we study. We look at the radar. We look at different trends, and we hopefully get it right. But I always laugh because, uh, luckily, I said people have short attention spans. So <laughs> sometimes when I'm done, even when I'm doing the weather uh, in the studio, uh, when I'm done, I walk through the studio and someone in the control room will say, oh, so what's it going to be like tomorrow? And I said, but you just, I was just on. <laughs> so uh, I think people just want to know tomorrow in the seven days. But yeah, I mean, it's very challenging. And, uh, but it, it's a great, it's just, it's wonderful. Love the weather. It's one of life's mysteries still. It is, yes. Now you have something about, I guess you do a pet forecast or something? What I do is I have a furry friend forecast, furry yes. Friend. And I've been at News 12 for about 14 years and we've been doing the show and I've been doing a furry friend forecast. We call it our mutterologist or catarologist. <laughs> uh, we've had horseurologists. 
um, and viewers send in their photos. We put them up, and they sort of have a little forecast that I share with everyone, and that's really popular, and I love doing it because people love to see their animals. It just grows and grows, really. It's just wonderful how important pets are in people's lives, as you know, Bob, as you know. (laughs) And we're going to take a commercial break, and then we're going to come right back, and I guess we'll start talking about Pet Talk. It's time for a walk down Fifth Avenue, of course. We'll be right back after we do a little shopping. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. <laughs> the giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on a super smiley adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. Welcome back to our Paw Talk Show. And with us now is Lauren Collier. And we are going to discuss her TV show, Pet Talk with Lauren Collier, which is on Channel 12 in Connecticut. Lauren, I'm a little confused about the two channels, though. Could you explain that? Well, Pet Talk was always seen on News 12 on the TV end of it on weekends. But what has happened is News 12 has uh, decided to go more with a news format weekend. So we can now be seen on News12.com. 
You can find us under the Features tab. And also on our on-demand channel, 612. So you just have to go to 612 and you will be able to find the latest episode of Pet Talk. And the nice thing about us being on News12.com is that the episodes are up for about a month or so. So if you miss one, uh, you can always see it. And uh, we have a really wonderful audience. And again, I've been doing it for about 14 years or so, and it's just grown and grown and grown. Yes, there's a link on the webpage that'll take you so you can see all the previous shows for the last few months. Now, I know you're an animal lover and you're an advocate, but how did you end up hosting this show, being a meteorologist? Well, it's funny because another gal was going to do it, but she was working uh, the morning show and she didn't want to stay for the afternoon. And she's a huge animal lover, too. So my boss called me one day and said, would you like to do this like pet kind of show? And I'm like, would I like to do that? Of course. <laughs> and so originally the idea was sort of just to sit there uh, with one guest and it was about 25 minutes. It was a half an hour show. But it really, you know, took off because I am such a pet lover. We have done theme shows, which are my favorite. We do these wacky, crazy theme shows. You know, we've done like winter shows. We've done disco shows. We've done great Halloween shows. And uh, Rescue Inc. has been on the show. I mean, it's just, just, and we dress up in costumes and we try to think outside the box with, uh, you know, pet and pet issues and other things as well. So it really has grown a big production and uh, we actually were nominated for an Emmy as well. So uh, it's just a labor of love. Yeah, labor of love. (laughs) And you said Pet Talk's been on for about 14 years? Been on for about 14 years. Wow. Crazy. And again, it used to be longer because it was on television. Uh, Now it's shortened up a bit for the web, but we still uh, try to bring, you know, interesting stories all the time. And uh, luckily, our audience has stayed with us. So we're happy about that. Well, you just answered one of the questions that we had right in a listener wrote in to ask you was they wanted to know why the segments are short and not 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's the reason why. Again, they were longer. And so the show was more packed because you really have to pack a lot in. And each segment was about five minutes. And so that seems like, oh, that's pretty long. But you know, as a guest, when you're on, it just goes so fast and fast and fast. So, yes, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you come up with so many of these great ideas, though? I mean, it must be you constantly have, we're going to actually talk about some of your guests in a few minutes, but how do you come up with all these guests? Well, you know, I try to think outside of the box, Bob. I read a lot. I look at things. I'm very involved in the pet community. And uh, through that, I've actually had, you know, it builds on itself because I know a lot of people and they'll suggest things or I'll find something. And sometimes you'll see something that might not seem like it would be a good idea or it could convert into a guest idea. But that's when I talk about thinking outside of the box. That's something I've really done a lot of. And it always works. So uh, that's a good thing. And I think people want to see different animals. They want to learn about different recipes. They want to hear about different vet techniques that they might be interested in. And uh, sometimes it's a hard topic, like saying goodbye to your pet or when to say goodbye. And those are always really difficult. I think Uh the best ones, of course, are the unusual animals, but also when we have a pet adopted. Those are the ones I really, uh, I just, you know, that's what the show is all about. If we can find one pet that we feature to home, it's all worth it. Well, when we had the Paul Vogue fashion show on your show, we had a dog that was adopted from the show. And how many calls did you get about her? We got many calls. Many people were interested. And that's the lovely thing. And the fact that someone like you with the Paul Vogue, with all these wonderful fashions, that you would have these models that were rescues. You know, I say thank you to you because that's really what it's all about. We combine the fashion with the rescue. And then, look, 
you're right, one of yours got adopted. So right. that yeah. is just such a win-win. Well, we're going to be on your show in early November again, and we are yeah, planning please. again to have Yorkie 911 bring us a pup in. So, That's so great. another adoption. I, I love Yorkie 911. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you bring on these fashions that a lot of people might not realize. And, you know, me, who has a bigger dog, never even knew that there were designers like you feature that make clothes for a bigger dog. And also, you know what I love, Bob? It doesn't have to be a dress or, you know, pants. It can be like, you know, you feature collars and bandanas. So uh, it really runs the gamut. And I like that you brought that to a broader audience. Yes, we're actually going to be bringing, I think, some um, furniture this time. And that, too. I hope it's something that Anoki won't break when she goes on. That's hard to find. (laughs) I don't think they'll ship one large enough for her to get into. (laughs) I'm still hoping, Bob, if one of your viewers out there makes furniture for plus-sized doggies, let me know, please. Uh, I will. Well, they, if they hear this, they'll all say, I'll do it, I'll do it. Okay, it wasn't okay. that common. Even two years ago, it was very uncommon for designers to even make clothes for large dogs. But now they all, most of them do now. I'd say 56%. Yeah. And it's also good because you might not think your dog would like to wear something. But really, I mean, they, they sort of enjoy it. I think it's sort of a comfort like that uh, Thunder shirt uh, seems to be. Uh, dogs use that uh, that are afraid of, uh, you know, loud noise and such. And it seems to comfort them. Well, I know Cuba, you know, he, he has a closet full of, of course. But he, um, <laughs> as soon as I open that closet, he gets so excited because it means party, treats, and we're going out. Right. <laughs> and he wears it so well. And the clothes are comfortable. I think some people don't realize that, you know, they can make their peas and whatever they got to do, you know, and it, it's not tight around them. And um, the materials have become so soft that it's uh, so wearable. Yes, he has more cashmere sweaters than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to keep a Noki out of that, though. <laughs> I'm so broke. <laughs> well, I've been on your show, I think, three times. The first time was with uh, Paul Nathan to promote his book, Couture Dogs of New York, which yeah. is a great book. And then we had a fashion show, and then we did the Pup Scout episode. And as I said, we'll be, nice. we'll be back in November. Um, We're looking forward to it. But the Pup Scout, that was such a cute show. That was so much fun. I got such wonderful reaction from that. People just love it. And, of course, they want to join up, and they want to learn more. And, and it's just wonderful how you do it. And you guys were also on, uh, I think, Good Morning America, because that's how we started talking about Sam Champion. I said, oh, I love him. And you said, I know him. <laughs> yes. we, were on the, we were just on the show. And they were on, we were on Nightline. And fabulous. Cuba and Tasha were caught on an, a minute that should have been private. And <laughs> we've had that on the show too. We're like, it's a family show. Isn't it right? Well, <laughs> uh, we have some photos of some of your guests that I'd like to go through with you. Let's see. The first one is I actually wrote on the webpage. I said, it's not all cute puppies and kittens on Pet Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Right. I love that. Yeah. We've had some really unusual ones. The first one is penguins. Now, where'd they come yeah. from? Penguins came from the Mystic Aquarium, love them. Also, we did an episode at the Mystic Aquarium, which is one of my favorite of all times, where I got to go into the tank with the beluga whales and into the pen with the penguins. And it was just so fabulous. I mean, they're so cute. And then when they bring them on the show, it's even even better. We've also had them on the show from the Norwalk Aquarium. So it's so different, Bob, when you're up close. Sometimes you see them, but when you're right there with them, you just marvel at, at the beauty that, you know, Mother Nature creates, and, and they're really cute. 
I was actually at Phillips Island, in, which is off of Australia. And we one day, we, well, we knew what time that all the penguins came in at sunset. Ah. This was a few years ago. They actually allowed us to stand right on the dunes as they all walked ah. under your legs, around you. And yeah, right. it's so cute. They're a little nippy, but it doesn't hurt. So, yeah. <laughs> no, you're standing like, you know, I was standing with the penguins at the Mystic Aquarium. And I said, Mike, look, I'm with these penguins. Or, you know, in the tank with the beluga whale. And I just wanted to hug it. I mean, it was huge. But you're just like, I can't even believe this. Just wanted to take them home. But of course, that wouldn't happen. But yeah, they're great. And then I think the next one, that's a wolf, isn't it? Yes. Now, this is one of our favorite guests of all times. This is Atka the Wolf. And Atka the Wolf has been coming on. He's from the South Salem Wolf Conservation Center, which, by the way, I want to plug because all your viewers should go there. They have wonderful programs. It's right in South Salem. Atka's been coming since he's a little pup. And now he's he's about 10, 11 years old. And this was one of our winter shows, especially we did. And what's really funny is the first couple of years, he was fine. And he was always well-behaved. He's always well-behaved. But uh, on one of the, the last episodes we did, we did a theme show, a summer show. And we had these blow-up palm trees and, and all these blow-up things that we got at the dollar store. And all of a sudden, Atka started to eat them. And then he went for the tablecloth. And we were just, I mean, it was so funny so we joke the next time he comes on we have to make sure we only get our props from the dollar store because <laughs> you can't tell him no you know but I think he's not dangerous but he is magnificent Bob his eyes are just this mystic uh, yellowish and uh, he is on an important mission uh, is, you know, to preserve the wolf Very are they all that big he looks big so huge to me he's big and of course he has his coat now because this was a winter show but what they look a little bit like shepherds, a little bit, but they're lanky and, and a little bit, you know, of course, when you look at them, you know they're not a dog. But he's just, we love having him, love. I love him. I've seen him so many times. But, yeah, it was so funny. He was, he was fresh the last time. <laughs> that was Let's a see. Funny one. Next, we have an owl. And I'm not sure what you're doing to the owl, but... <laughs> I'm playing with the owl. I know. I love owls. I'm a huge owl person. This is Inca the Owl. And this owl is from Animal Embassy in Stanford. Uh, A frequent guest is Chris Evers, and he is wonderful. He's an environmentalist, a conservationist, and he has the most wonderful uh, critters. And one of them is Inca. And what was so funny is Inca got away from him, not at this point, but and went over to the Weather Center, which, as you know, is behind our Pet Talk set, and just sort of sat there and was, like, watching the weather. It was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, owls intrigued me to no end. I love having them on, and they're just absolutely beautiful. Of course, their talons are very sharp, so you don't hold them. And, you know, once in a while I get to get away with a pet of one or two, but they're really beautiful. So here I'm sort of playing in it with something you play with it, your kitty with. So owls <laughs> oh, are they're, I like unusual. owls, too. I like next them, guest, yeah. though, I could do without, and you love spiders. Ah, <laughs> I know. People laugh. They say that to me. But this is a spider from the Stanford Museum and Nature Center, and, that's, and she brings on creepy crawlers. And I love tarantulas. I can't believe how many people are freaked out by them. Love them. Love them. And so here, you know, we're holding one and um, I'm laughing because the people behind the scenes are like, no, don't touch it. <laughs> uh, but they're really cool. They're really, really cool. So we're with that. And um, so that was one of my favorite guests. And one of my favorite guests, which I, I didn't send a picture of, it was on a long time ago. I shot a tiger on and that wow. was unbelievable. And I got to uh, bottle feed it. So uh, that was a favorite. We also had a kangaroo, which that was very unusual and a little given monkey. That was one of the more unusual ones. Yeah, I think we have a photo of the monkey. 
You have the monkey, and that was from the Leo Zoological Society, a wonderful place in Greenwich. Uh, they have some wonderful animals, and they have brought on baby foxes, and then she brought on that gibbet monkey, and they also brought on a, a baby jelly, a baby kangaroo. So those are, I, I love that. That's always unusual. You've educated me on all the places in Connecticut that actually have these animals. I never knew this. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of our favorites is the Connecticut Beardsley Zoo, and they brought on a bobcat, Beezy, and that was one of my favorites. I mean, it was just unbelievably exquisite. And uh, we got the Beardsley Zoo is part of the uh, larger zoo conservation uh, program. And they actually, their tigers mated and they had baby tigers. And Bob, I got to go behind the scenes when they were getting their first vet checkup and actually got to hold them. And that was one of the most unbelievable things ever. So they're wonderful at the Connecticut Beardsley Zoo. We have a great relationship with them. Where did the bearded dragon come from? Somebody brought on their bearded dragon. A lot of people have them for pets. I know. And they're really cool. I know. And, and they actually, I think, sell items where you can get sort of like harnesses for them. I'm not sure. Maybe Paul Vogue will feature a fashion show with them because I think some people dress them up as well. Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> I understand they make really wonderful pets. So that's always a favorite. The next photo, I love you in leather on the motorcycle. Uh-huh. That was <laughs> one of my favorite shows. Yeah. That was a with Rescue Inc. and that was a Christmas show. As I said, we do a lot of theme shows, and uh, this was a uh, a biker Christmas, and really fun. They were fun guys that they they brought the motorcycle. Now somebody lent us the motorcycle actually from uh, Harley Davidson in Stratford, Connecticut. They lent it to us for the set. And, and the guys came on and they like started it up and, and they were really great. They do some great uh, work with Rescue, which is, is really wonderful. Yes, they're a great organization and they're great guys. I've met them. Great guys. Yeah, they really are. They look burly and they are, but they're just really kind. Oh, then let's see. Then we have a photo of Atka again, but it looks like a summer coat. <laughs> Yeah, I see there's Atka in his summer car. Yes, yeah. I've been on quite a, quite a few times and uh, always, always intrigued by him and one of our favorite guests, certainly. Now, I couldn't tell what the next photo is. The next it's you, photo. Oh, that, now that is at the, right, that again is at the Wolf Conservation Center, and that's where Atka is. And Atka is an ambassador wolf, and they take him out on program. And uh, they lost two of their wolves, and they got two babies. And I was able to go uh. in uh, with the babies. It was called a, a play date. And we did a lovely story on this, and it was incredible. And now those wolves are grown, and they're beautiful, and you can see pictures of them on the wolf conservation site. Or you can go there and see them. And uh, but doesn't it look like it almost looks like a little puppy? And it was at that time, but that was a real thrill. That was a lot of fun, really a lot of fun. I thought it was a goat or a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> We've had goats on, in fact. It's a funny story because we did a special on location at the Stanford Museum and Nature Center. They have a lovely farm there, a working farm, and we were in with the goats and the sheep, and all of a sudden, my mic started getting crackly, and we're like thinking, what's going on? Well, one of the goats was eating at the mic. <laughs> he was eating at the cord, and we're like, oh, yikes, uh, yikes, yikes. So, yeah, it was, that was pretty funny. Okay, and then we do have a photo of the gibbon monkey. Oh, the gibbon like- monkey, that Bob, that was absolutely incredible. So I'm holding it there, and it was it was just unbelievable. We wanted for a long time to get a monkey on, and uh, again, this one is from the Leo Conservation Society, and and that is in Greenwich, and they have some unbelievable animals. They had a, a birth of a baby giraffe there. They have a wonderful anteater, and it's it's just a, a wonderful spot. And um, this was one of the highlights. Because to hold this little monkey, it's like great. It's like a little baby. And I see fashion. The monkey's dressed in some type of fashion there. (laughs) 
I'll have I a note find to help out. <laughs> well, actually, whoever wins, they'll make it. It'll be custom made to the dog that wins or cat that wins or snake or whatever. <laughs> there you go. Right. We never know. Right. Well, thanks, Lauren, for being on the show today. It's been lots of fun. Oh, thank you. I've loved it. And I love having you on the show, Bob. And I thank you for coming. And I love your paw pose. Uh, thank you very much. And we'd like to also thank the producers of Paw Talk Show. It's a long title now. Paw Talk Show. Paw Vogue with Cuba, America's Top Dog. Plus, we want to thank our listeners for joining us today. Thank you very much. See you next show. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.